I'm sitting in the subway station, Manhattan is my destination. Mm. Traveling on that dirty train, each day I live is much the same. And I think, what can I gain, living in this endless game? Homeward bound, I wish I was homeward bound. Home to Yerushalayim, home where my heart is lying, home where my destiny waits silently for me. Yes. We are here. We are home in Yerushalayim. My name is Egal Siegel, and the name of the show is Homeward Bound, our new Aliyah focus show here on the Nachum Siegel Network, sponsored by our good friends at Nefesh to Nefesh. And uh, it's uh, a particularly exciting for me, my first show, to have as my guest Nachum Siegel. <laughs> Nachum, welcome to our wonderful show here. I thank you for that. It's good to be with the Homeward Bound audience. I don't know if I qualify to be a, a guest on this show. I am neither an expert on Aliyah, nor am I somebody who lives in Yerushalayim or any other city in Israel. But you invited me, so I accept it, and here I am today. Well, we're very excited to have you. And, and in general, we're very excited to have um, this show on the network because it's it's so important for us to... To, to be there for everybody who is even thinking, just to, you know, in the back of their minds, they have this idea, maybe it's time to move to Israel, maybe it's time to think about moving to Israel. And Nefesh Benefesh has helped over 35,000 people so far um, over the last decade to make the move to, to Israel. And whether you're living in Yerushalayim, you're living in uh, Tavaria, you're living anywhere in, in the Holy Land, they're there to help us. And uh, they've helped myself, they've helped my family. And uh, we're hoping that uh, over the next, the course of the next few weeks, we can get a lot of information out to people who are interested in making the move. And again, whether they're just thinking about it, they're in the in the first stages, the final stages. We have we we have a lot of plans here now to to really bring as much information as possible to the listening audience. Well, there's no question about it. And uh, as everyone knows, I am as expert as possible as making believe that I am someone who wants to be in Israel <laughs> because not only not only do I always talk about it, but actually this summer we went on a Nefesh Benefesh flight, which was one of the most exciting uh, program weeks in the JM and the AM history, and I'm sure a lot of people who are tuned in right now remember that. So I can play along, that's for sure, and I know there are many, many different areas that you'll be exploring over the next few weeks and months that will be of great interest to people and will be very important to people in terms of information, uh, whether it's education, uh, whether it's... Um, uh, real estate, whether it's uh, investments, whether it's uh, uh, all types of uh, financial and schooling uh, issues and beyond that, uh, that just the whole uh, adjustment in general to Israel, uh, I'm sure you'll be covering and speaking to the experts about it, but today we get an opportunity to just give a an introduction to everybody and uh, explain the importance of this uh, incredible venture. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm going to start by asking you the following, and I am, uh, you know, sort of like uh, a guest on my own network, so to speak, but this has been a debate over the last few days here where I am, and um, and I don't know if my kids think I'm right or wrong, but I'd love to get your perspective on it, Degal Siegel. Um, there is a there is a a habit, a movement, a um, um, part of the curriculum, I believe, here in the United States at least, uh, to educate our youth regarding Aliyah, regarding the importance of the mitzvah of living in the land of Israel. But there always seems to be in every discussion or at least I went through this recently, in every discussion with high schoolers on this topic, there always seems to be 
some type of voice in the conversation explaining to everybody how difficult it is to live in Israel, to move to Israel, to live there, et cetera, et cetera. And I expressed, when I came across this in a personal situation recently, I expressed great concern and disappointment. My position, and again, my kids are wondering why I was so excited about all this, my position is that there, there's absolutely no reason why any negative about moving to or considering moving to Israel should be exposed or discussed with 15- or 16-year-old kids. I, I would assume that if the, if the altruism and the, uh, the beauty of moving to Israel is emphasized, then when those kids become of age, when it's time for them to consider moving, whether it be 18 or much older, single or even married, then they will obviously do the proper research and, and find out what the, what the blockades are and what the drawbacks are and what the difficulties are. So again, I was criticized for being so uh, you know, vocal on this side of the issue. And then I said as an example, I don't understand something. Would we get together in our high schools and explain to the kids how difficult it is to keep Shabbos, emphasize to them how, how it is, how it's one of the worst things ever to have nothing to do at times over the Shabbos day? Or would we go ahead and emphasize to our kids or present the point of view to our high schoolers how hard it is to keep kosher? And in reality, non-kosher food is so delicious. But, but here are some of the difficulties you're going to encounter as you try to keep kosher. I think not. I turn to you for your opinion on this matter. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a great topic to start with because there's no question that the idea of Homo Bound is really to address the, the whole topic of difficulties. You know, so Nefesh to Nefesh, the reason Nefesh to Nefesh exists is because they're trying to make difficulties uh, just to disappear for families, for individuals who are making Aliyah. Uh, to address the specific issue you brought up, I, I, I agree to a certain extent that for sure at a young age that our job as parents or as educators is to give our children uh, an idea of, of the love for Israel, of how great Israel is. And yes, there's no question that life is difficult um, <clears throat> any anytime that you're involved in any type of big move. You might be moving from New York to California, and that might be a difficult move. So there's no question there's certain realities. I think as, you know, as, as a child moves into to being a teenager, and especially in high school, where there are certain practical aspects of moving to Israel which become much more uh, of an issue for them, especially in going to the Army after high school, I think then that's a, it's a time where reality has to sit in to some extent. But you're right, it has to be couched in the positive of, what an unbelievable uh, merit we have uh, to be able to live in the Holy Land. Yeah, it's something I, but, that our right. ancestors weren't able to do. By the way, and I'm sorry for cutting you off, but maybe I should have been clearer. I, I, it, on the practical aspects and hearing from those who've moved, now they come back to the school and discuss it with the students, 100%. I am totally with you on, hey, let them paint a realistic picture. Totally agree with you. But it seems to me that when we are trying to emphasize to our children the mitzvah of living in Israel, when we're trying to explain to them how important it is for everybody to eventually get there, uh, then I think the dissension part is unnecessary. I don't understand, you know, to emphasize or to discuss, you know, those who feel it's not a mitzvah or it's not a full mitzvah or it's a or it's um, uh, you know, there's some who who take certain passages and and uh, and deal with them literally and feel that they're you know that we're that we're completely exempt from considering going that for some reason on the more philosophical and halachic uh, uh, surface. That, for some reason, bothers me more. 
Yeah, I, I, I think you're 100% right. I think that how we as parents, especially as parents, I think more as parents than as educators are able to communicate this love for the land and how important it is to be part of the land is something that does affect the, our children. And whether it's something where, you know, in my case, where, you know, my, my family and I made Aliyah um, when, after I was 40 years old already, um, and as opposed to, you know, when, when, when I spent time in Karen Avenue and I developed my own personal love for the, for the land, and something I put on hold for whatever reason, but we, we were able to do it because of the seeds that were planted in my life, and God willing, in your life also, when, when you're going to be here soon, because you're also homeward bound, because that song encompasses everyone who listens to it. <laughs> but I wanted to share with you an anecdote, which I think uh, proves the point of, of, uh, of, of what parents can do for their children in terms of, uh, of the ceiling. Uh, last week, I was uh, in Hadassah Hospital visiting someone, and I, 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 met a, I met an American person who was just sitting in a wheelchair in, in the hallway, and I heard him speaking English, so I, I, I went over and said hello to him. And he told me a story, which I'm not going to get into the details, but uh, basically after 15 months of being in isolation because of a certain disease he had, that he couldn't, he couldn't even interact with his family, he was able to get a transplant, his kidney transplant, and he was able to finally get out in the world. And this, one of the first things he did was take his family to Israel. <clears throat> and he was in the hospital because he ran a fever, and anytime he ran, he, he ran a fever, he had to go to the hospital immediately, and he was suffering. But he, his kids wanted to come to Israel, and he wanted them to have that experience. He had every excuse in the world to stay home, because to be close to his doctors, and, and he decided that it was more important for his family to spend the holidays in Israel because he wanted what we were just discussing. He wanted his kids to have that experience, a continued experience. It wasn't their first trip, but to to, to continue that feeling of connection to the Holy Land. Oh, boy. A person like this, I don't know how, I, I can't imagine the tremendous um, lesson that his kids have learned by seeing him in the hospital, by seeing him suffering, because he wanted to be in, in Israel for, for, for the young COVID. This is something which, you know, people, <laughs> so many people on so many different levels are able to communicate to their children that we see, we see so many now. I'm sure that when we saw in the summer, um, how many single young singles are making Aliyah and 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 immediately uh, going into the Israeli army? A lot has to do with what the parents, how the parents educated them about the land of Israel. No question, there are segments of our population here in North America that are doing amazing jobs when it comes to raising kids and keeping Zionism at the forefront. I saw that uh, in a first-hand account, as you just alluded to. And, and by the way, and, and also there are people who like to, who like to um, conjecture. I don't want to say make things up, but like to toss around. The, and I'll give you an example. My, my, some of my kids are getting set to hopefully drive soon in the next couple of years. So, you know, we keep hearing about, well, now in New York, it's different than it used to be. You have to be this age and get alerters permitted at this age, and therefore you won't be able to drive till this age. And, and then finally, someone actually did the investigation and found out what the real regulation is. And, and went, hey, you know what? It doesn't look like it's going to be much different than it was you know, years ago. It looks like we'll be able to do X, Y, and Z. So I, I encourage people, and obviously you in the next couple of minutes will tell us exactly how people can pick up the phone or head to their computer and do this. But 
I encourage people to find out the information, see what the story is. Don't assume that you have to dedicate your life to the Israeli army if that may not be what you want to do. And don't assume that this uh, restriction is going to hold you back or the or your status for whatever reason, whether your parents were or were not of Israeli origin, etc., 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 all the different things. Find out. There is now an organization that is ready to answer a question, that is ready to give you a straight answer, which is so rare. <laughs> They're ready to give you a straight answer. And again, Yigal Siegel is the host of this show. We'll be informing everybody about that all through this series of Homeward Bound shows and uh, about Nefesh Benefesh and information there in just the next few minutes. I also wanted to point out that, and, and, and you said this to me in a conversation we had off the air a little while back, I'm sure in reference to the, um, the, the shows that we did this past August uh, about Aliyah, uh, you said to me that... Um, in addition to the altruism and the uh, incredible Zionist spirit that you just uh, mentioned uh, that children have gotten from their parents, there has to be a generation. There has to be a a set of parents in each line of um, of succession, in each lineage, that's ready to make the move, that's going to make the sacrifice, that's going to say, you know what, it's time for, for all of us in the, in the whatever family name it is to finally get over to the Holy Land. And I know that you felt that to a great extent where – you know, and I don't want to emphasize any difficulties and troubles, but like you said, you know, there's always there's always something to deal with, and uh, and you felt that finally you made that move, and now, you know, Bederach Klal, generally speaking, Bezrat Hashem, your family will be uh, Israeli based because of that move. So people shouldn't think, and I don't want people to think that that anybody here is minimizing the move. It's a very important and significant one, but as you said, it's a move that's just got to be made at some point. Oh, yeah, it's interesting. In our family, for example, my wife's family, thank God, her entire family is now in Israel. Right. And the trailblazer there was her sister, who made Aliyah uh, 10 years before us. And we followed, and then um, and then my wife's brother followed, and then her parents came. And, of course, uh, her grandparents came even half ago. So there's no question there has to be uh, a trailblazer in the family who, who makes that move. But within our yes, within our own immediate family, we hope. I mean, that's a, that's our plan. We hope that our children will be able to remain here in the long term and be able to acclimate and be able to, you know, make Israel their home and uh, and not have to to move away for whatever reason. There is. I mean, our situations where it comes up that people have to move out of Israel for whatever reason, and we hope that doesn't happen with us. But part of what we're doing here is again trying to help uh, the listeners to to really. Be ready for whatever is going to come their way, and uh, it's interesting that uh, two things that you mentioned are going to be hopefully features of our show. But I do want to again uh, remind everyone you're listening to our new show called Homeward Bound, uh, the Aliyah Show. Uh, information about Aliyah, of course, this is sponsored by our friends at Nefesh Benefesh. NBN.org.il uh, is the website. One eight six six four Aliyah, eight six six four A L I Y A H is where you call to get information, any type of information, any questions answered about Aliyah. Um, if you want to make Aliyah in two weeks, two months, or two years, Nefesh uh, Nefesh is ready to help in whatever situation you are in. Um, one of the things you mentioned was the, uh, what we talked about was the youth, uh, the, the, the um, high school plus uh, singles who are making, who are making Aliyah now, um, a lot of them are going into the Army. And uh, one of the focuses that we want to try and have on the show, which we're working on now, is to have an ongoing feature 
following following people who have come in the last few months or in the last year and see how they're doing, how they're acclimating to the Army, what uh, obstacles they've had to deal with, uh, what uh, you know, who's been helping them along. Obviously, Nefesh Benefesh has a division dedicated to taking care of, uh, of kids who are in the Army, especially with our families here. But it's such an important thing, and such an, it's such a phenomenon that's happening in America now where we see uh, a lot of yeshiva students are making this move right after high school to come to Israel, and some people, you know, in our day, I remember guys would come to learn yeshiva, then they would stay on into the army. Of course, we still have that happening. So there's a, a, a tremendous amount of interest, and I think not just from the kids themselves, from the youth themselves who want to look into the army and see what the, see what options they have, but the parents want to know what's going on. The parents who are not yet coming to Aliyah, um, who are not yet coming to Israel to live with their children here, um, they want to know exactly what the, the kids are getting themselves into. And I think that's why we want to have one of the focuses of the show will be on trying to follow um, certain chayalim and chayalot to see how they're doing, what they're, what, what they're dealing with, and, and how things are going with them. What a great idea. You know, someone mentioned to me last week um, uh, when Rav Avadya passed away, and obviously a lot of attention was paid to the Sephardic community of Israel and the Sephardic community around the world. Uh, someone asked me, um, has there been a, uh, a an increase in the Sephardic community uh, from outside of Israel in Aliyah, like the, you know, sort of like what the Ashkenazi community in North America has gone through? And I, of course, had no answer for that. And I said to myself, what an interesting focus this would be for a program like this. Uh, has the attitude in the Sephardic community changed? Has the attitude in Canada, Toronto, and Montreal changed? Has the attitude in uh, I don't know Los Angeles or Chicago or Detroit or Philadelphia? You know, it may be it might be a very interesting feature to see uh, since the um, uh, since the Nefesh Benefesh has come on the scene. If specific communities uh, in North America and uh, communities represented by different segments of, of Jewry, like the Sephardic or Ashkenazi community, have had an impact of Aliyah because of what's happened. We often talk about the general impact, and of course the you know, how North America is represented by God knows how many states and how many cities in terms of the push for Aliyah since they've come into existence. But I would love to speak to community, or ha- have you speak, rather, to community leaders in those specific places just to find out what is happening in their specific community. That's well, a great idea. I'm just writing it down now as you speak. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there's so many different ways we can go, and I want to encourage our listeners who um to, who have ideas as to what they want to hear on the show, to email me at yigal, dot com, and to, uh, you know, to make suggestions and to make requests as to what we, would, uh, we should deal with on the show, because there really is a myriad of, uh, of topics to deal with. And the second thing I wanted to mention that we, we touched on before was just uh, the idea of just basic information. I know that uh, recently uh, there have been some changes in some of the benefits and some of the um, some of the regulations in terms of driver's licenses and, and things like that that we have to know when you're coming to Israel, you have to know how long you have to switch to a, an Israeli license. And um, so many other little pieces of information that, again, what we're going to try and do is have a specific email address available to people to, to write in their questions about specific uh, issues that, are, are de- that they're dealing with now or they just happen to be interested in. And we have uh, we have a couple of Nefesh uh, for Nefesh staff members who will be available to us uh, either on a weekly or biweekly basis to 
give us answers to those questions, and uh, also to make us aware of any changes that are happening, just, uh, you know, without questions from the audience, but just uh, things that are happening up to the minute in terms of, uh, you know, changes in, in the laws or anything else that is important for someone who's about to make Aliyah. What a great idea. Yigal Siegel in Jerusalem, he and his family made that decision years ago. Uh, Nahum Siegel here in New York. I am the guest here right now on Homeward Bound, uh, a weekly feature of the Nahum Siegel Network, which uh, Yigal Siegel will host and which will include a lot of information. Um, what about that first phone call? I don't know if you experienced it at all because uh, I, I would guess that Aliyah was in your plans for a while and with your experience with Israel, you uh, already had uh, somewhat of a... Uh, of a knowledge of uh, what you were getting yourself into, uh, so to speak. But do you think there are a lot of people who, who really go through a months-long or years-long process of when are they going to make that call, of trying to come to grips with the fact that they really just want to pick up the phone and get in touch with Nefesh for Nefesh? No, there's no question about it. Uh, I mean, I know from my own personal situation that despite the fact that we were, as you put it, familiar with Israel, uh, because we have family here, because we've you know, been here so many times, we still uh, immediately, when we decided that it was time to make the move, I believe it was, we ended up moving in August of 2005, and we decided to move in March. So we had pretty much five months to, you know, go through the process, and it, we picked up the phone and called Nefesh for Nefesh immediately in March uh, to find out what the process was, what do we do first. Um, and I want to tell you, I mean, this is something that we've discussed on the air in the past, that the information that was given to us is, is information that if someone, for whatever reason, didn't have Nefesh for Nefesh, which, you know, before 10 years ago, it wasn't around, so people had to do it. And my wife and I always call them the heroes of Aliyah because they did it without Nefesh for Nefesh, which yeah. is unbelievable what they had to go through. Um, but uh, you know, there's information out there you can find if you want to make the, uh, the effort. But there's certain information, there's certain nuances in terms of our personal situation and the age of our the ages of our children that Nefesh at the time made us aware of, which helped us tremendously in the future in terms of benefits for, for college and and it's things that we would not have known and we just would not have made the connection. We just would have gone ahead and, and done what we thought was the was the normal way of making Aliyah at that point. Does does March so it, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say does March to August qualify for what a friend of mine calls instant aliyah, or you know plenty of people that picked up the phone and were in Israel three weeks later? Well, there are, there are definitely, I just, we just visited someone over Homo Tsukos that uh, their mother made aliyah, I think, within two weeks. <laughs> oh, my God. Her. Unbelievable. Now, I, listen, Nefesh <laughs> has been there for people. We know stories like this. Uh, we have friends whose parents, whether because a parent is ill or you know something is going on in the family, whatever it is, that just made sense for the Aliyah process to be um, fast-tracked, they're able to they're able to make it work. I mean, I would think that if a family <laughs> wants to make Aliyah, that you know it takes a little more time than two weeks to right. to organize everything. But uh, we're talking about specific situations where it's you know usually it's one person, maybe two people if it's elderly, and uh, it's a, it's a different you know it's such a different world now in terms of the ease of. Uh, of, of living here and still being connected to the diaspora in terms of just the communication. Uh, um, I think I told you we visited Karen a couple of weeks ago because we were in Jabal, Washington for Shabbat, and I showed my wife uh, the old payphone that we used to use. 
and, and I said, like, I'm, I was shocked that it was still there. Because, you know, like, you know well, what do they need a payphone for? <laughs> right. And remember the old Asimone hoarding that we used to do? And, oh. uh, and, and I just, and now it's like, you know, you pick up your phone. If you don't, if you don't reach your, your, your kid by a cell phone within, you know, 10 minutes, or WhatsApp, or whatever. It's like it's like you don't even have to call anymore. You just have to just send the text message. It's a it's an amazing it's an amazing difference in terms of being able to stay connected, and that helps a lot in making it easier to make the move, uh, because family that's left behind doesn't feel as left behind as they used to. Oh, and you just gave me another great idea. If in fact you're asking me for ideas, because uh, I'm sure there are yeshiva and seminary heads that are watching as their students all of a sudden decide to stay or decide to come back a year later or the case may be and just stay in Israel and it would great to be get it would be great to get their perspective on watching this uh, uh, this uh, uh, Zionist love build over the year or two that a student is in the Holy Land I'm sure it's much more common now than it was back then I'm trying my best I'm trying my best four minutes to go on our inaugural edition of homeward bound the host is Eagle Siegel in Jerusalem he'll be doing this on a weekly basis, and a big thank you to Nefesh Benefesh, nbn.org.il, and 8664-Aliyah. My name is Nahum Siegel. I am in New York. Uh, next week, Igal will be uh, featuring a special guest, and it could be from any of the variety of things we just touched on, inc- touched on including, of course, members of the Nefesh Benefesh staff will be uh, around to uh, answer specific questions and go through guidelines and procedures that people need to know about. There is so much to talk about and so many things that people need to know before moving to Israel, especially if they have a family and especially if they have a large family uh, with people of different ages. And uh, I interrupted you earlier, and I, I hope I, I gave you. I, I hope you were able to to make all the points you wanted in answering uh, to that question. But in the answer to that question, but you. But uh, one of the things I wanted to say is that um, it, it, there are pe- obviously there are people going uh, at different ages, and I mean I know this is overstating the obvious, but it's. Uh, you know, babies and little kids and teenagers and uh, young adults and singles and young marrieds and obviously all the way up until close to, if not exceeding already, 100 years old. One of the things about Nefesh is that they've been able to go ahead and address every one of them. Again, I don't know if the, you know, I, I'm not here to say, uh, to praise or criticize the earlier system if they were able to do it, but one of their unbelievable areas of expertise is that every area they've become an expert in. And if it is now zero to 100, they're going to have Ali answers for you. 100%. And, uh, and that's it's one of the reasons why the show is so important, because you know, we can do a show once in a while, you know, giving some general information about, uh, about Ali but there's so many specific issues that every family deals with on every level that it's important to have a forum to be able to address all these different issues on an ongoing basis, and you know, we have the archives. We have we have the ability for people to uh, to listen to what we're to what we're doing, but also to connect through us to Nefesh Benefesh. And uh, you know, next week uh, we hope to have Mark Rosenberg, one of the directors of uh, One Aliyah, it's called, and we'll explain that next week. He'll be uh, speaking to us in general about the, the process of Aliyah, but also um, he'll be talking to us about the uh, mega events that are coming up. And one in November, where people in the New York area will be able to meet many of the Nefesh Nefesh staff and have personal conversations with them. So we'll be talking about that in our next program. You know, I'm glad you brought that up. Everyone, rightfully so, talks about, I don't know, March or maybe April through the summer being the height 
of the Nefesh Benefesh season. That's as family and friends are planning and, and uh, you know, shipping and, and, and researching and doing everything they need to do, obviously, until the actual flight takes place very often in July or August. There are flights all the time, but you know what July and August are like. We sometimes forget how much Aliyah is in the air this time of year with the events, the mega events, the seminars, uh, pay people even sometimes heading to Israel to make arrangements for different things. This is a very significant time in the calendar. Right, and, and again, like we mentioned before, any time is a good time to start thinking about Aliyah. And Nefesh has uh, you know, representatives coming to, to the state in different parts of the state um, all throughout the year. But the mega event is, a, is a, an opportunity to really, even if you're just interested, not that you have a plan specifically to go this month or that month, but you just want to hear some general information and to speak to a human being, to sit in front of them and talk to them about the issues that, that your family has to deal with. It's a great opportunity to take advantage of. All right, Rabbi Egal Siegel in Jerusalem. I'll give you a chance again to remind everybody about how to get information about Nevish Benefesh. And uh, to remind everybody that um, this uh, this program will be on a weekly basis. An honor to uh, join you for this inaugural program. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you very much, Nach. And uh, this program is airing, I believe, on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Yep. Uh, Eastern Time. I think it will be repeated also on Thursdays. Am I correct about that? I believe so. Okay, great. So you have two opportunities a week to listen to us. And uh, if you want to get in touch with Nefesh and Nefesh, again, it's one eight six six four aliyah one eight six six four a l i y a h. Or again, you can go to the website at mbn.org.il. Send an email there to one of many different staff members who's there waiting to uh, help you. And if you want to send an email to me with any suggestions for the show, any specific questions you might have about about Aliyah, uh, the best way to get hold of me is Yigal Y I G A L at MalcolmSiegel.com.